You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. Welcome, guys and girls, to the Talking League Round 22 live Q&A for this week. My name's Jake, and I'll be hosting the show tonight, playing a bit of uh, musical chairs with TK. Um, as always, you can join us every Thursday night around 6.30pm Australian Eastern Centre Time or in the audio podcast format on Friday. So get your questions in now, and we'll be answering them shortly. Um, just to start off, though, a bit of sad news today. Um, just the team here at Talking League were just uh, uh, we're pretty saddened to hear about the news of Paul Green. Um, I'd like to give his con- uh, condolences to his family during this hard time. Uh, personally, myself as a Cowboys and Queensland fan, you know, I was shocked to hear the news today. You know, he was such a great servant to the game. You know, Queensland coach gave North Queensland that premiership in 2015. Um, he's going to be dearly missed. Um, also, just a reminder, um, if you're struggling anyway, you can call Lifeline at any time as well on 131114. But we'll bring the boys in. we got tonight TK, Jay Warren, Riley. Uh, TK, thanks for the hospitality, mate, on Tuesday. It was great fun down there. Had a few beers. Had a little bit of pizza, a little bit of whiskey afterwards. It was good Mate, to meet you and Andy there. It was great to catch up with you on Tuesday. But back to Paul Green, man. Paul Green was my hero growing up. Like, for my 14th birthday, I got his jersey. And he changed the way the Cronulla... I'm a huge Cronulla Sharks fan, as most people know. But Sharks, when I started supporting the Sharks in the early 90s, we were a really bad team. And he and John Land came down in 94 and just changed our club forever. And he won Rothman's medal in his first year. I still remember 96 where we played elimination final against West's Magpies at Parramatta Stadium. We had nothing. And then he just literally put us on his back and won it single-handedly. The next week against Broncos, we were really big underdogs. And he set up the match winner with this beautiful left, well, not left, it was a bomb to the left side. It's Richie Barnett, who was a former Kiwi. Jay Warrior would know well. And, yeah, Richie Barnett won the game for us on that one. But it was all on the back of Greeny. Greeny was an absolute magician. Probably he's underrated for his actual play. And he achieved so much in his rugby league career and both a coach and a player. And like you said, just thoughts to his family, man. Like, he'll be missed. Absolutely, mate. Jay Warrior, good for you to be here, mate. How are you today? Yep, no, good. And, uh, yeah, it's always sad when you hear stories of what's happened. And although details are pretty sketchy, you just want to know, like, I guess as blokes, we're not very good at letting people know that we're going through rough times. And so I think it's always important to check up on your mates and just ask the question. And, uh, yeah. But other than that, it's another week of fantasy and it's probably a chance uh, to lighten the mood a little bit and to enjoy some good footy this weekend. Absolutely. Riley, welcome, mate. Another Cowboys fan, Queensland fan. I'm sure you would have been shocked with the news today of sad passing. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Good to be here. Yeah, following on from what TK said, I guess I didn't really see much of his playing days. But as a coach for that 2015-2016 Cowboys side, like, yeah, we had Thurston, Matt Scott, but outside of that, we had nothing special. And, 
what he did for that team to just cultivate a culture and the success of it for them to back up after 2015, even though they got spanked by Melbourne, but just to get to that grand final again and faced all the adversity they did. Yeah, just what he did for that team was great and it'd be sorely missed. Absolutely. Um, and just a reminder again, anyone anyone struggling anyway, lifelines there on that call line, one three one 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 four. But we'll line up the mood. We'll get into a bit of fantasy talk. Um, go, just go through a bit of our ranks this week and if we have any trades left, what sort of trades we're looking at this week. Start with you, TK. Man, I'm going well, 233 rank, but I've got zero trades. So I'm just riding the gauntlet. Got Ezra Mam and Raymond Fatel and Mariner filling my 16th and 17th spot. So I'm, I really need Mitchell Bozes back. Big time, but it's just I'm just around that. I've just been around that 180 to 230 mark for the last five weeks. So, cl- just clinging on, mate. Clinging on. Clinging on. You're going to use a, uh, Mitch Moses the loop this week, or are you, you're against he, loop holding? No, he plays too early, mate. And I've only got oh, literally two halves anyway, so it, mm. it makes no difference because I know I need Mam to play in my 17. The only guy to be doing is Jay Warrior's favourite Moses Emboy, and I may as well not do that, right? So. <laughs> How's Kennedy going this week? Poor Kennedy. Just he was. This was kind of when minorities were just going to about spit out when they're playing these four just low teams, and he's just he's not even there. I'm I'm saddened. <laughs> Joe, how are you going, mate? What's your rank looking like? You and um uh, Wabro as well. He's pretty close in the ranks at the moment. Yeah, man. The professor uh, is sixty uh, fifty eight points between us this week. So he made a little bit of ground last week mm-hmm. when I had a. A smelly 980, I think I had, and dropped <laughs> just outside the 2K. And so he's hot on my tail. But um, luckily, he doesn't know how to pick a captain. So I hear he's going Murray this week. So let's hope that uh, he, he stinks up the joint. But no, so no trade. So it's pretty easy. Um, and good news, though, I've got um, Tricky Trindle was just sitting at the bottom of my squad. And so with Moy- Moylan being out, that's a nice little bonus that he'll slip into uh, that spot that Hughes left empty for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a nice Yeah, one. he played really well as well last week. Um, good halves foil there with uh, Hines there. So, as well, uh, Riley as well. What, what's your rank look like? Any, any trades left? Uh, yeah, I've got one trade left. I jumped 1,000 spots last week to come into the early 1400s with my score of 1170. So... Looking really good, just my emergencies. I've got Matamua, Kennedy, Booth, and the famous Billy Smith sitting there. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm in trouble if I get an injury. I'm going to be forced to make a trade. Well, I'm similar to you boys. I'm sitting around that, still around that 3,000 rank. I haven't really gone up or down too much. So I've got one trade left, and I've got Barnett and uh, Taylor May, Red, Red Dot sitting there. So I think I'm going to trade Barnett. Probably looking at, I don't really have much cash left, but it has to be someone in those low 600s. And I think think a bit of cowboy, Cowboys bias here. I'm going to go Scott Drink. I'm going to fill him in. Last trade, see how he goes for the rest of the year. Oh. Righto. Um, oh. I think, Jay Warrior, you got a question off the bat that hasn't come through the chat yet. What What's this uh, question you got from Offstream? Yeah, question for the boys. It's come from a Johannes Vasectomy. Johannes Vasectomy. <laughs> and he wants to know, he's got Talon May. But he has no other wing, uh, no other centre cover. And so Talon May is playing in his centres and he wants to know whether he should use his last trade to bring in a centre or play 16 players this week. And he's got no one really decent to trade out. So he either 
trades cheaply or does he keep play 16 this week? Oh, I'd be, I'd definitely be burning the trade. Use it up. Well, let, let's get into the real questions. We'll start off here. Uh, Cole, boys, Hines or Murray's captain? I'll, I'll give this one to Rolly. You did a little nice little article today on some pod captains. So you, you reckon one of these two or you go on pod? No, Murray, uh, sorry, Hines is clear number one captaincy option in my opinion. Murray's a close second, but just last week's stats a little bit inflated. With the line break assists, line breaks and try assists, people can just, I don't know, get caught up in that and see that 95 last week and think that it could be repeated this week. It could be, but, yeah, to me it was inflated and Hines is your safer option. Sweet as. I think I'm going Hines as well. Murray's a very good option, though, if you if you want to go mm. some, a little bit off the pack. I, I might be having a look at him. Mm. Righto. we got Simon Foley here. Three trades left, 116K in the bank. Want to upgrade Lolo? Looking at Cotter, Clemmer, Fafida. Already have Dewey, Brown, and Butcher. Can afford Offengawe or Lane if I cash out Volkman to Dykes. Give this one to you, Tako. Ooh, he's got three trades. What a lucky bastard Simon Foley is. He wants to upgrade Lolo. Well, I guess Lolo, last couple of weeks, he did come back to 50 minutes last week as well, which was interesting. And a bit of talk from Toddy Payton that that Cotter's going to be in extended minutes this week. And any Cowboys fan should definitely, if you haven't seen yet, Matt Johns interviewed Todd Payton during the week, and it was a really good interview. It's on his podcast app, or I think it's on the KO as well. You can learn plenty about kind of Toddy Payton's coaching, which we didn't really understand last year, but we definitely do understand a lot more this year. But he's looking at Cotter, Clemmer, Fafita. Now, out of those three... I'll probably, given that the Cowboys are in contention and his dual positioning, I'll probably go Cotter there. Like, he got a good 48 in, I think it was 55 minutes last week, so nearly hitting a 1 PPM. Go to 60 minutes this week, and I think you're going to get a reliable 55. So I think Cotter's at a really good price now. I'll just check that for you. I think it was low high 600s, low 700, 716K. So I think that low, low to Cotter, even though it, it is a little bit of a luxury trade, I do think it is an upgrade considering that low, low will come down in minutes and Cotter will go up in minutes. So good trade, and I think the other parts, off again, Howard, he's probably another good one that you could probably consider as well considering he's probably playing 65 to 70 minutes in the current structure. He's 761K. So versus Joe versus Cotter would be quite interesting. I'd probably go Joe off again, Howie, only because if the Cowboys keep winning these games, they could rest the player in that last game. While Joe O, I can just see not getting rested at all. There's no reason to to rest him. So I would go. What do you think about that? Um, what do you think about that two trades, TK? Because I think that second option there, he um he he can only afford it if he can cash out Volkman to Dykes. Is it is it worth using that extra trade to get that higher score or? You know, Lolo to one of those more mid-ranger sort of guys. Yeah, it's a good question, Jakey. I reckon it is because he's still going to have one remaining and there's only three more weeks after this. So I'll still have a little bit of security. But I'd go, yeah, I'd go Joe O and I'd cash out Volkman at Dykes. I think Dykes was a little bit unlucky last week. I know he only scored, I think it was a 15 or 16, but he had a couple of half chances. Ronnie, he completely bonded a try by holding up a pass and then Lomax ended up kind of getting in the way of it all but if he just passed it straight to Dykes he was under the stick so I think Dykes in his second game a lot of pressure in that first game being Shark Park old boys day he looked like he had about 18,000 people there himself so 
away from home, they're playing at Tamworth this week. I think the pressure will be a little bit less off him, and he'll have his second game of footy. So I like those trades. I'd go Lolo and who's his second one? Volkman. And I'd get in off again Howway and Dykesy. Beautiful. Done. Got one for Michael Dalla Vecchia here. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Let's go, lads. Love your work. My I suck at fantasy show does arrive today. Thanks for that, mate. Uh, just in time for Mad Monday to get knocked out of my head-to-head. Uh, he's looking to use his last trade. He's going to fully send it. Uh, May to the cheese. Jay Warrior, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's like a dog going back to his own vomit. I think all of us have had cheese at some stage this year. and TK might have had him twice. Um, yeah, surely there's someone better for around that $500,000 mark than, um, than that. So... Um, I was just trying to have a quick look for you. Um, yeah, there's, there's not a lot. It's a, it's a funky we priced that uh, $500,000, isn't it? So, Well, he's, he played 44 minutes. Yes, he played off the interchange. Last. I'm assuming he jumped on at lock. I, I missed the game, but he 44 minutes, 48 PPM. It's not too bad of a PPM. And the week before he played that hooker game, uh, well, sorry, last time he played, round 17, where he scored 61 from 70. So... His PPM's getting up there. He could be a sneaky shout. I don't know. Yeah. the um, I sort of hope he just goes a bit quiet and we could all pick him up again first round next year with his career in the uh, tricolors. Absolutely. I think, I think everyone's probably going to have him in the hooker spot next year when he's at really cheap value. Uh, moving on, we've got Jeremy Coletti here. Two trades left. Uh, head-to-head. Not playing this week, but can afford Cotter to Moses uh, just this week. Don't have half cover or can get Dylan Brown, but if Moses comes back or no trade, uh, he's leaning it to no trade at the moment and just going to deal with it next week. What do you reckon, Riley? Yeah, definitely if you're playing head-to-head and you're not playing this week, I'd hold off and don't trade. If you still got an eye on overall, look at pulling the trigger if you want to keep your rank up there, but if you're not interested in uh, where you're going to finish, I'd just hold. Yeah, we had an interesting question about this on the Tuesday show. We had someone, similar sort of thing, only two or three trades left and about rank 200. So I think if you're in that top 500, it's probably probably worth a go. If you're probably worth burning it, if you're, if you're chasing that top 100 rank, I'd probably have a crack there. Uh, one from James Shepard here. Hey, lads, making two trades this week for head-to-head finals. What are your thoughts on Munster or Brown? And Yo Offer, not worried about round 25. Give this one to you, TK. Interesting question there from James Munster or Brown, especially after they both went absolutely crazy last week. You're probably expecting both of them maybe to come back to the pack a little bit. Both have extremely hard opposition too. Munster's got Penrith tonight and then Brown's got South Sydney tomorrow. So he might have missed the boat maybe a little bit because I do expect Munster and Brown to come back to the pack. I still expect maybe a 60 out of both lads, but not exactly what we saw with Brown getting an 80 and Munster a 90 last week. Now the other part of it, Yo and Offigan Howey, I think Yo will have to step up and play huge minutes tonight. And in terms of quality, I think he's a much better player than Offigan Howard. I just think that right now that Joe O, he's just got a license to do whatever the hell he wants, I guess, at the Tigers. He's the best forward at the moment. And I think both of them might let you down. But in terms of him not being worried about round 25 and needing quality, I'd get Munster and Yo because they are the two quality out of those two pairs. And I'm assuming that you're going to go on to next week. Good chance that Mitchell Moses will still be back next week. And then Brown's kind of relevance kind of goes down a little bit. I think Munster all the way, he's going to be a 60-plus player. He owns that team. Pick up Munster for sure. Seeing that you're not worried about round 25, Yo will definitely be my pick out of those two. 
Yes, yeah, so I, th- I think Munster has that uh, probably, even at fullback, I still think he has that lower floor than Brown as well. You, Brown can hit that odd 30, 40 game where Munster's always involved with those tackle mm. breaks. I think he gets full hands on the ball a little, little bit more. Uh, Ryan Eddington here. Give this on to you, Jay Warrior. Best option under 704K in any position. So he's looking for someone on probably on his bench. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, again, there's a, there's a few options. You could go for TK's love child and Val Holmes, who <laughs> interestingly uh, is trailing Dewey by about 30 points in our little wager there. Uh, but if you're going Val Holmes, you're going for a little bit of boom or bust. He has probably got quite a high ceiling, but he also has a low floor. If you're looking for consistency, you've got players like Crichton, Jai Arrow, um, those sort of players that will get you your 50 almost guaranteed, but they probably don't have high, high ceilings. And saying that, Crichton killed me last week. So, um, yeah, if you haven't got Crichton, he's probably your best bet. Absolutely. Hey, boys, I just got a bit of news from Kyle. He said that Stacey Jones has dropped Josh Curran out of lock, and Bunty or Fowler is going to be starting at lock, which will mess up a few people's narratives, I think, and maybe that's a bit of news that maybe people want to reverse, because Josh Curran, as we spoke about Jake on Tuesday, he's at quite a good price, right, and we'll recommending him to plenty of people, so a bit of time to still reverse those trades. What do you reckon, Jakey, just with him dropping back to the bench? Yeah, he's... That was a that's a strange one because I think Curran's probably one of their best forwards um, for the Warriors and, and they looked really good when he was at in the start of the season and he averages around that fifty five mark when he plays in that side lock so that's a that's a real strange one for me um, but yeah if anyone looking to pick up maybe just hold off a little bit wait for tomorrow see see what those final team lists are like um, but we're moving anyway uh, Brendan Vickery here rank one five five with one trade left um, if I get to top hundred overall. End of season, can I get a guest appearance? <laughs> this one's probably for you, TK. Mate, he's been bugging me for a while, but yes, Brenton, you can. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We'll go back to go back to Brenton's question. Go I, back to Brenton. You know what, Brenton? Message me tomorrow. You can jump on with the live Q&A with the boys next week. There you go. We're all good. Anthony Summer here. Three, uh, four options. Talakai, Karaz, Savage, and RFM. I'm guessing he only wants one of these guys. Riley, what are you? What are your thoughts? Who would you pick picking out of these four? We'll start at the front with Talakai. Now's the time he's supposed to go boom, according to TK. But the form he's shown the last couple of weeks, I don't know if you could take the risk with him. Karaz has shown that consistency. He's coming off his wing. He's done the work. Him and Burton have formed a really good combination. Savage, I tend to steer clear of. He can go missing in games. He's sort of like your fullback. Um, I don't know who to compare him to, but he can score your 15 or a 20, or he can go your 60 if he gets that try um, and gets involved in play. RFM, what's going to happen with that doggies pack? We don't know. Luke Thompson's still to come back. So I know it's a winger, but I'd be leaning towards Karaz myself. Absolutely, and I think they have the Warriors this week too. So that's mm. yeah, that's going to be a he's in for a chance for a try or two there. And you saw the a couple of weeks ago when he played that depleted night side, um, he's hit a ninety with those three tries. He could have been almost even be four tries. So I think yeah, I agree with you there, Riley. Probably Karaz is the way to go. Uh, Pariyama, 
Tawari. I'm sorry, I'm really bad at this pronunciation stuff, but uh, sorry if I got that wrong. I probably absolutely butchered it. Uh, he says, evening, lads. Keep the sea on Murray or Captain DC this week? Jay Warrior, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, if you listen to the professor, he captained DCE last week, and I think he's going Murray this week, so probably DCE is the way to go. Uh, DCE's had a couple of quiet weeks, and you sort of get the feeling that he's going to break out at some stage, and they're literally last chance saloon for the for the Sea Eagles this week. So they need to win, and they need to win the next four games. DCE to step up and score a mozza. Nice. Play the Titans too, so yeah, Titans are looking shaky as well. So definitely a really good chance um, to get a really good score here. Uh, moving on, got Logan Ivalu. Uh, boys, I've got only one trade left. Elliot or Clemmer to Cotter sideways with the DPP. Need a gun hooker. I have Grant already or just save the trade this week. TK, what are your thoughts on this one? Adam Elliott, I would not be selling in any... Considering that Tarpany's out, this guy's going to be playing huge minutes this week. So, And he's already proven himself over the last, what, three months that he's just a fantasy god at the moment. So I think at the moment, seeing that Clemmer's back in the starting lineup as well, he's got plenty to prove. I wouldn't be trading him out in a week where he's coming back from all that kind of controversy. So I think you're in a good position where you've actually got one trade left. Don't trade out healthy guys, especially with two guys with a lot to prove. So, realistically, you don't really need hooker cover considering you've got Harry Grant. Keep that one trade. So, if anything did happen to Harry Grant, so say he's got COVID, well, it's a good thing he's playing in about an hour anyway. So, unless you're going to pass negative, sorry, positive in the next couple of minutes, you don't need another hooker. So, you're in a really good position just to save that trade. So, just save it, man, and just back your players. I think Elliot and Clemmer are both very, very good players. Absolutely. Uh, Jira Hita here. Thoughts on Marnie Dakota? Give me this one to you, Roy. What are your thoughts on one of these sort of trades here, especially someone if they're sort of low on trades, trading one of those guys averaging around that mid-40s mark to Cotter, someone who's at that potentially be five or ten extra points of value. What are your thoughts? I would pull the trigger on that instantly. I've owned Marnie twice this year, and I don't know if I will ever own him again. <laughs> He's so up and down. Last week, what did he score, a 20 or 30? He's dropping off tackles like a fly. Uh, I would go nowhere near him. Cotter, extended minutes this week. Coming back, Cows making a run to the finals. Looking for a top two finish, especially this week. I expect the Cows to come out and challenge the Roosters and even potentially put a score on them. So I'd lock Cotter in for some big minutes and a 50 or 60-plus score this week. Yeah, I think that's a good option too. Look at his like last three round average as well. He's averaging forty two of the last three weeks, and that includes a sixty one against Penrith with a double. And coming yeah. from a hooker, scoring a double, you want at least eighty. So he's one of those ones who've sort of fallen off the cliff. So um, this was probably a similar question. Best player under seven fifty k. I think this gave this one to Jay Warrior before. I'll give this one to TK. What are your thoughts? What players under seventy hundred fifty k are you looking at? Let's have a look. Payne Huss is at seven hundred and forty k, so that's probably a name straight off the bat that you'd probably want. Apart from that, a lot of other guys are expensive. What do you say? Seven hundred and fifty k. Seven fifty k. Let's have a little look. Well, Harry Grant he's at seven twenty nine k. So if you haven't invested in a second hooker, or I don't think it's a Bad idea to have three hookers, especially right now, these 80-minute guys. We, we touched on Jaden Braley. He's coming off two really, really good performances. He's cheap as chips as well. He's at currently 609, uh, 609K, so that's pretty good investment there as well. But I would say Haas would be a priority. 
and then Harry Grant. One of those two, if you don't have them in your team, I think you've definitely got to lock them in because I think they're in the best 17 players in fantasy. So if you're missing one of those, make them a priority. But if you kind of want a little bit of a pod there, I don't mind going Jaden Braley because we know he's going to play 80 minutes. We know the last couple of weeks he's getting... It's hard when he's coming back from an Achilles injury. Right? So it was always going to take him a month or two to get back to kind of a more full fitness. Even though the Knights are a struggling team, they're going to be doing a lot of defensive work, which is his bread and butter. So if you want a little pod, Jaden Bradley. Absolutely. Might chuck in one we've already talked about so far. Yo in there as well. He's 741k, so just snuck into under 750k. So that's probably one I'd probably add in there. Nice. Uh, got this one here from Isaiah Wildermoth. So we'll just go around the table here, boys. Just join you. Uh, just have joined to, uh, you, boys, and have you talked about captaincy choices yet? So I'll start off here. I'll, I'm chucking the C on Hines this week, so I'm sticking solid. I think I'm going to have him for the rest of the week. What's your thoughts, TK? Yeah, I'm going Hines as well. I just don't think it's a week that I want to make too many huge moves, and I wouldn't. I would mind like I like having the C on my captain, especially when he's the halfback of my footy team. So I'll enjoy watching him play on Saturday night. Jay, why are you chucking the C on? Yeah, I'm sticking solid with Hines until at least the professor catches me and I have to start taking risks. Until then, <laughs> I'll play safe. And it was funny last week because DK uh, put the old kahunas on the line and went for Munster. And when he got his 90, oh, I was, I was thinking, what a, what a legend, you know. He put him on the line. And then our boy Hines come out and still delivered as well. So, yeah, good. Right. And you, yeah, definitely Hines for me. You've got other options there, um, like Jay Warrior said, with Murray. I really like Burton as a pod, though. I covered him in my article. And the more I think about it, the better of an option he is. I looked at some stats. He's averaged 61.8 since Potter's taken over. So mm. against the Warriors this week, especially if Curran's dropping out of that starting team, that middle could open up and the dogs could put on some points. Sweet as. We'll move on. Ryan Bernardi. Uh, Grant or Cotter to win head-to-head this week. What are your thoughts on this one, Jay Warrior? You must have pretty similar teams, don't they? If that's their one differentiating player. Uh, I've got both. Uh, let's go yeah. Grant because he's playing tonight. I hope, I hope Ryan's got Grant. Yeah. And even as same sort of thing, even though uh, I had that question, even if you're looking to pick up one of the two of them, they're both the same same sort of price as well, around that 729 versus 716 mark. So very similar price, but Grant's probably a little bit got, probably a little bit more of that upside. So I'd probably lean towards him. Got one from Matt Clark here. Hey guys, what do you think about Madison to Latrell and keep one trade? Trying to win my head to head. What are your thoughts on this, Riley? Latrell's a bit of a boom or bust player. We see last week he dropped back to the pack a little bit with a score, was it low 20s, high 30s, something like that. Madison, so, 39. Latrell. Oh, who's that, sorry? Oh, Latrell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Latrell was, he was an 84, I think. Yeah, it was the week before. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he went Yeah, week before. Week. Yep, yep. Yeah. So against Parramatta this week, against Parramatta this week, I wouldn't expect him to have the time and space, but you see any points that, the bunny score, Latrell's on the end of it, delivering that last pass for the try assist or a line break assist. So I can see the merit in it, but if it's your last trade, 
or keep one trade. Yeah, you got to pull the trigger, I think, if you're trying to win your head-to-head. Trying to win, yeah, right. Eh? I, I personally, I, th- I disagree. That I, th- I think it's pretty much a sideways trade. Eh? Madison, even though Madison's probably hasn't been since he's returned from injury, his form hasn't been as good, but he's still averaging up there. What was he now? He's still averaging fifty-five points, even though he got that low score last week. So, I, in my opinion, I, I think it's a hold. But we got a. Uh, yeah. Moving on, we got Booney here. Time to win Rocky mm-hmm. Runout. So this is a, one of our local boys here. Throw him to the chat. Lolo, Marnie out. Curran and Grant in, so I, I'll answer this one. I think we already heard with that cur- bit of current news. I'd probably be almost avoiding him now, but I, I do like that second trade though, that Marnie to Grant, if you're looking at that hooker position. Marnie's on the decline, and uh, I think Grant's he's, he's ready to go for the run home. Maxie Brown, Lane, Yo Harris, what are your thoughts on this one, TK? My man, Maxie Brown, I know him. Absolute legend. Lane, Yo or Hass, I think if we break it down, Lane's going to be your pod, right? No one really has him. I'll just look up what his ownership is right now. But I guess everyone's got Haas. He's going to be the safe points. We know the quality of what Yo's going to bring to the table as well. I think if you... It's one of those things. If is it, is it a Hail Mary play? I think it's still a little bit early considering it's four weeks to go. If you want a Hail Mary, I would go Lane. If you want a bit of a safe pack, safe pick here, Maxi, I'd probably say stick with Yo or Haas. And they're around the same price anyway. So I don't think you can go wrong with either. If you're playing overall... I'd definitely go Haas because I think Yo's going to be missing in the last round. So Awesome. Got Caleb Oberhart here. Uh, this one's for you, Jay Warrior. Marnie and McInnes to Cotter and a 579k player or less, I'm assuming that means. Trying to win his head-to-head finals. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I'm a bit like... Um, yeah, you got to get rid of Mahoney or Marnie. Um he, he's rubbish, so he's got to go. Whether you've got to get rid of McInnes, because um, a 579 player, you're not really going to bring in much quality there. You'd hope that you've already got enough depth. So at 579, if Curran was playing, you might have gone someone like a Curran. Well, Curran is still playing, but he's probably going to have more of a bench role. Um, it would have been nice to get him 70 minutes playing at 13. It's really disappointing. It really annoys me. We struggle to get Australian players to the Warriors. So to cut his minutes or to make him come off the bench, it doesn't inspire them to hang around. So, um, yeah, I would definitely hold on to one trade, though, and just get rid of Mahoney. What are your thoughts on um, Marnie's minutes? What do you reckon it's looking so far? Because I've just brought up his stats in the last two weeks. He got a 44 last week in 53 minutes. The week before was at 66 and 79. Did where do you sort of see him averaging minutes-wise and PPM-wise for, for McInnes? Yeah, McInnes is tough because there was that stat going around that when... Um, who's the 13 that's come back from injury and suspension? Oh, Finucane. Finucane. When him and Finucane play, he averages about 15 points less than when he does without Finucane. So it's a tough one because there's two things going on. I'll try and milk McInnes for as long as possible. Um, I know you're trying to win your head-to-head, but I, I still think McInnes is going to get you 50 points. So um, Cotter's probably going to get you 50 as well. In fact, Cotter had a week, uh, a light week last week, less than 50. So um, I don't see a lot of benefit in upgrading McInnes at this stage. No worries. We've got a few people bragging here, I think. David Pride, do you think... Do you lads think 
Evan Munt should use some trades this week. He has six <laughs> trades left, which is just showing off now. Is there, we'll, we'll go around the table here, boys. If, if you have six trades left, what sort of trades are you looking at? Are you looking at sort of sideways trades, or are you still trying to find a little bit of value and trying to upgrade in some points? Start for you, TK. Yeah, David Price, my man, up, up. He's a big Sharks supporter as well from New Zealand, actually, Jay Warrior. And I think with this, I would send it, especially I would send it with four. But what I'll do, I'll downgrade one player to an absolute just nuffy 220 player. You can do it with Dykesy this week. At least get someone that's starting. Use all that cash to get the three best players. I'll probably say in the best position. So one of Munster and DCE. I think you've got to get one of Cookie or Grant and I think Cam Murray. I think you just send it with these just superstars. Send it. What's your strategy, Raleigh? What are you thinking? I think TKL's nailed it on the head there. He's got the three highest scoring players in the three best positions. I'd stick to that. Use the four trade, send it. You, Joe? Yeah, I'm just wondering if Evan had uh, a mid mid year holiday because how can you have six trades left? <laughs> like. Next time you put a question like this, and you've got to give us his rank because surely he's ranked <laughs> thirty thousand. But he'll come home strong. It might get in the top twenty k. But no, you, yeah, you might as well send it now. Have some fun. <laughs> Sweet as well. Got to see Scotty here to Pine and Hughes to Munster and DC. Uh, to Pine and Hughes to Munster and DC. Yeah, the boys. No trades now. What do you boys think? We'll give this one to you, Jay Warrior. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't know if you'd use last... How long's Tuppany out for? It was a bit... Um, look at NRL Physio. I don't think it was too long. I think it was... One, uh, to, three rib, one to three weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's rib cartilage. Um, but strong trades, though. That, yeah, I like the look of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting in two quality players. Yeah, send it. Go on. Join the no-trade gang. I think that's the thing, too. A lot of people in the head-to-head finals this week as well. So, when you have someone with, as like Tarpanay with that much money in your bank, your your squad versus the person you're playing is probably going to be a little bit down on team value. So, I even though he may come back a week later, it may be too late if you if you're looking for that sort of head-to-head wise. So, I'm definitely sending it as well. James Palmer here. Hey lads, one trade left. Do I trade or hold Hughes? He's my bench half. We'll need to play Pole instead. So, give us one to you, Riley. What are your think- thoughts here? we got Hughes, who's probably out for a week or two. Um, he needs to sacrifice maybe a, a week of either holding his trade and taking that 30-yard score from Pole or or just use that final trade now. What are your thoughts? I think you've got to use the trade because when you break it down, Pole is probably going to score you, I'd say, around a 30 to 40 this week. And when you trade someone in around that 600k mark, you're hoping that they're going to score you close to a 50. So over those two weeks, that's going to accumulate to probably 40 points you're going to lose out. So I would definitely trade Hughes. Definitely trade him. Sweet. So I, th- I think I'm the same there. I think you have to, especially head-to-head sort of scenario, I think I think you have to send it at this time of year. Matt Pittman, boys, I'm dead set limping to the fi- <laughs> to the finish here. Got five out injured this week, one tray left. Do I go May to Curran? Uh, probably cancel that one out at the moment. Or Butcher? Or Kennedy to Wilton? Ilias or Brodio Jones? Open to any other suggestions. What are your thoughts, DK? Are you, one traded left. Are you looking at tra- probably trading out your player that's probably most expensive at this time of year? Mm, yeah, it's an interesting one. I wouldn't do the Kennedy part. Just use him as a red dot and looper. I don't think that Wilton, Ilias, or Brody Jones is going to upgrade your team anything. Curran, scratch him. 
May to Butcher. If you can afford it, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Natty Butcher. He's always in the, the mix with it. You know, I think he's going to – he's – like floor would probably be around 40 because he just gets through so much defensive work. So scoring a lot of tries at the moment as well. Roosters look on form. So I'd go May to Butcher, especially if you've got the cover for your centres and wing fullbacks. Absolutely agree there. Logan Ivalu. I think he's just probably bragging here. Final wing of fullbacks. Teddy, Hines, Karaz, all good. I Absolutely. Teddy and Hines, definitely top two. Uh, three winger fullbacks and Kraz, he's probably not up there as probably top three winger fullbacks, but he's got that Warriors game this week. He's probably going to score pretty big there. And he's his average from here to the rest of the season, I think he's going to average close to 50 with that you know that little boost up of the game this week. Daniel Popeye can trade McInnes late in the round for a pod. If I fall behind in my knockout head-to-head, best option under 704K, thinking of Hamole or A. Reynolds. A few little pods there. What are your thoughts there, Jay Warren? Yeah, I like the strategy as well because you can keep an eye on your head-to-head and if you think, oh, I don't know, you sort of think, well, I can bank on McInnes getting 45 and if that's going to keep me in front, happy days. If um, that's not going to keep me in front, then, yeah, he's going to have to pull the trigger and take a risk and probably, and again, he's going to have to work out how many points he needs. If he needs to go big, he might have to go for the old holy moly. Otherwise, it's uh, A-Ren and hope that he um, can jag him a 60 or something. So, yeah, good option. Yeah, I think yeah, I think with that um, as well, with Hamole versus Titans this week too, he could be – he's a very much a try scorer in that edge. So, he could be in for a try or two, I reckon. So, I, I don't mind him as a pot at all. Uh, boys, we'll just hold off for a sec here. Uh, got a bit of late mail, so – 7.50, the game starts tonight. I'll read out the team list. A, li- a few little changes. Charlie Staines will be starting at fullback. Uh, we've got Toe uh, on one wing and Teru will be the other wing. Um, the rest almost looks 1-17, to 17, though. Kikau will be starting at second row in that number t- 22 jersey. And Robert Jennings will be coming onto the bench. Storm, we have Tui Kamakimitha will be starting in the second row. So that'll be a little bit interesting to see how he goes. Brandon Smith will be starting lock. Uh, so number 14 at Jersey. So anyone looking at Brandon Smith, that question we, we had before in the show, it might actually be, you know, not a bad option now with Brandon Smith starting, but we have Josh King moving back to the bench, Tom Eisenhuth moving back to the bench, and the rest looks almost 1-17. to 17. So what are your thoughts there? We'll go around on that Brandon Smith question again. Tika, what, what's your thoughts there with uh, Brandon Smith starting lock? What was the question again? Sorry, Jack, do you have that? Uh, it wasn't a question. I just wrote. The, I just got the team list out, but Brandon Smith starting lock. Well, he had some good up. scores last week. He's probably got a bit to improve too. He wants probably a starting spot moving into the semi final, so not a bad play. What's he kind of priced at now? I couldn't go there again. I think it was Jay Warrior who got the question because he was teasing me about getting him twice. <laughs> Yeah, he's priced at 505k. Still cheap, man. I bought him at what, nearly 700k to start the season. I think a few of us. You did too, didn't you, Joe? No, no, it's one of the few I've missed. I'm I'm in the Riley train. I've had Marnie twice. Yeah. These these hookers, these these guys that just smashed it last year, just didn't produce again. But not a bad trade. I guess Smith, dual hooker, mid, you're probably going to be seeing a lot of minutes moving forward. So, yeah. I don't mind it. So he does. We've got Matt Clark here. Thanks, boys. Might wait and see what happens in tonight's game and hold Mattinson for uh, Madison now. So it looks like Matt's going to hold the trade for the week. 
going to give this one a bit of yes. a plug. Jake for the permanent host role on fire. <laughs> Love hearing that. <laughs> what do you reckon, that. boys? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, you've done great tonight, mate. You've highly impressed me. Yeah. So, yeah, always got the power now, so I can always throw a few of these questions in. And got one more here, uh, boys. So, one off to finish off here. Matt Pittman, we'll go to around the table, butcher cheese. So, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, butcher over cheese. What are your thoughts on this one? Are you going to stick safe with butcher or take the risk on cheese now? I would go butcher, 100. Like, he's going to be playing 80 minutes each week. And he's got, I think, everyone's probably got two hookers already. In the, so, cheese's kind of value is a lot less than butcher, considering he's edge mid. So, I would go butcher. Riley? Yeah, definitely go butcher. He's got that job security. Cheese could be back to the bench next week. He could say something to the ref tonight and be gone for the season. Who knows? <laughs> he could Boy, smile at the ref. Finish off. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, the rapid bounce segment hasn't worked so good because we've all agreed, and I think it's always good to have a little bit of change. But, yeah, I agree. I've got Butcher, and he's a safe bet, isn't he? So. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. All right, boys, I'll finish off the show for the week. TK, thanks for joining us. Oh, and also, thanks for the beers and pizza, mate. Um, very enjoyable. So next time you're in Rocky or up here in North, I'll have to, I'll have to shout you for something. No, I can't wait to come up to visit Rocky or maybe we can organise for all the boys to come down to Magic Round next year. But Magic it was great Magic, to yeah. actually meet you in person. And, mate, you've done a stellar job tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, hit me up in the DMs if you want Jakey to be the permanent host because <laughs> I want to make him the permanent host. So this is my experiment that actually I think worked tonight. Thanks, mate. Thanks for the kind words. Rolly, thanks again, mate. Uh, tuning in. Oh, sorry I missed cricket training today, but um, thanks for having you on. No, all good, Jake. I'll pick you next week and you did a good job tonight, champ. Well done. <laughs> thanks, mate. Jaro, thanks again, mate. Tuning in all the way from New Zealand. Thanks for being on. Nah, very good. Look forward to a good weekend and, uh, yeah, good win for the Warriors this week and a big 100 from Captain Hines. There you go. Nice, boys. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Uh, hope you all have a great week of NRL Fantasy and we'll see you on the shows next week.